Hello and welcome Friartown. Today is January 26th, and we're going to be joined by probably the most in-demand guest, Nate Watson Sr. I am Billy Ritchie, and this is the Friar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Friar Podcast, episode 18. And today, I'm joined by probably the most requested guest that I've had since I started the show. <laughs> this man here is known for his passion of Friartown. Obviously, he's a big fan of one of the players because he has a personal connection to him. And, you know, he's just somebody that has become ingrained in the Friar community uh, for years now. And, and I'm very excited to have him on the show because I want to hear what he has to say about all the success this year's team has had and the success of one center who may be the best center in all of college basketball. I'm here today with Papa Watson. Papa Watson, welcome to the Friar Podcast. So great to have you. So great to be here. Let's get it started. Friar country. Here we go. All right, Papa Watson. I'm going to hit you with... Uh, you know, one thing really quick in terms of like what we do on the show, I'm going to put you on the spot really quick. What is your favorite restaurant that you've been to in Providence? Favorite restaurant I've been to? That's a hard one because um, it's a it's a restaurant that's, um, it sits down in like a parking lot and I can't think of the name. It sits, it's like you got to walk down the steps and it like sits in like, it's in front of the Bitmore Hotel. Um, but I okay. think that's the, but I can't remember the name, um, but it's, you like walk down some steps and it's like sits in like a little hole, but it's close to the stadium. I can't think of the name to save my life. I can't think of the name to save my life, but I know. What kind, it sits what, in, what kind of food ahead. is it? Um, it's like TGIF Friday food, stuff like that. But when Very you walk cool. in, it's got, the, it got all these big wooden tables. As soon as you walk in, it's like these big long wooden tables. Got a couple of TVs at the bar. But it's, it's real good. It's real good. Okay. We're, I'm going to have to find – I'm going to think about this, and we're going to find this out, and we're going to report it back to the listeners. So, Because that's um, what Nate takes me all the time. So he, he'll know the name, but I never really know the name. I wish I had to ask him, say, what's the name of that restaurant you take me to? All good, all good. Well, we, we, we will find out the name of it, but no, I'm okay. glad that you've enjoyed the food scene so far in Providence. And the way I wanted to kick things off is I first just wanted to talk about early life with Nate. Um, I'm sure he was a big kid growing up, but at the end of the day, like what was youth basketball like for him? And, you know, what was the family dynamic like with basketball growing up? Okay, so pretty much, you know, Nate, I started off wanting Nate to play football at first that was my main thing i say hey let's get on that football field like we'll go on the football field and throw the ball kick the ball but he said it was too cold outside for him. <laughs> so <laughs> you know um and then he grew up he he's he had a growth spurt out of nowhere you know so from 13 he was 5 10 and then all of a sudden he shot the 6 4 within a year so so um he was noticed on a basketball court by one of his old assistant coaches in churchman um, named Mike Holland. That's where it all started. He said, hey, you ever thought about playing basketball? He was like, no, not really, but let's see. So he started working out with um, one of the coaches over in Churchland um, High School, uh, where his career started at Churchland High School in Portsmouth, Virginia. And then it started from there. You know, um, we got some, you know, talking to people in the AAU circuit. They say, listen, 
the WCAC up in the DMV, if you want to get noticed in high school basketball, that's the place to go. Um, so, you know, me and his mom had a long talk with each other. And it was like, hey, because I'm in New Jersey at the time. I, she moved up to Northern Virginia, and that's where it started. Very cool. And let's talk about that DMV basketball scene. I mean, obviously most famously known by the great Kevin Durant and some other great players that have obviously come out of the DMV. What was that yeah. scene like in, in terms of like, you know, you obviously made the move to Northern Virginia for a reason. What was that scene like for, for Nate? Um, Nate, he, it took a little adjustment to get, uh, getting adjusted to up there because um, where you from in, you know, Portsmouth, Virginia is a little slower than the DMV scene. You know, it's it's fast it's it's fast paced up there, like Maryland, Virginia, Maryland, Virginia, DC. It's 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 fast paced. So, and the competition up there is a lot stronger, uh, a lot stronger. So to get adjusted to that was the main thing. Um, getting adjusted to the pace of the city, you know, and the you know, and the competition in the schools. That was the main thing. Getting adjusted to that once we moved up there. So now let's talk about Bishop O'Connell High School and that experience. Like Nate was a double-double. He averaged 19 and 10, if I'm not mistaken. And he yeah. played against some great competition and he, and he played with some great guys as well. You know, who were some of the guys he played against? Like, you know, what were some of your favorite games that you remember from Nate in high school? Favorite, what one favorite game I remember is, it was actually his um, freshman, his freshman year then. And that's when he played against Markel Fultz. You know, they was in the same conference. Markel Fultz played for DeMatha. Nate played for, um, you know, Bishop O'Connell. And when he, I always picked him, like he said, that's the only time I ever been dunked on is by Markel Fultz was in which freshman year high school. Um, that's one of the most memorable games I remember him playing. Um, I guess one of his best games I've seen him play is when they played um, Gonzaga. And he went for like um, 30 points and 22 rebounds, something like that. You know, um, they won by one point. But as far as the competition play, I mean, he played against guys, you know, in the DMV. He played against Luca Garza. That's not in the NBA. He played against, uh, and they all played in the same area. Luca Garza, uh, Markel Fultz, um, Sadiq Bay. I mean, these guys, mm -hmm. he's playing against these guys all the time. You know, they all was on, you know, Najee Marshall. All these guys was on the same AU team at one point. You know, so you can say that was a pretty dynamic AU team at one point as well. But the competition in the DMV, it's like every day, it's every game was like a showcase. You know, every game is a showcase. And they put a lot of guys, you know, you know, a lot of Division One guys coming out of the DMV, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, it was something that was cool from last year. I remember Luca Garza and Nate, like, showing each other love on Twitter. And I was like, oh, I wonder how they know each other. That, make, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how they know each other. They was on a um all they was on the Capital All Star team together. Um, they did another DMV All Star Showcase game together. Um, some someone used both of them in a dunk contest to jump over their heads in one of the All Star games. So so, and I know his father. So me and his father, you know, going to the, the NBA Elite Camp. You know, me and his father got close at there, and um, he's been knowing him since his freshman year. Very cool. So then it, when it came to the college recruiting process, we had, mm -hmm. we had Maryland staying, staying in the area. We had Miami, we had NC state, we had wake, we had a lot of big brands and a lot of teams that were after Nate. Like what, what was that recruiting process like? Um, it was exhausting. I think more for Nate because it, Nate's not really a talker on the phone. 
per se. People might think mm-hmm. like, oh, he does this on, on TikTok. He really is like a shy guy. So he really don't like to talk on the phone. But his phone, you're talking like 80 messages a night sometimes. Just like his phone is constantly, constantly, constantly ringing. Um, it was more exhausting for him. I'm excited about it. You know, listen, I mean, all these guys, they, these teams, these coaches, they want my son talking to the coaches that's been in the NBA before, like um, Danny Manning with Wake Forest and stuff like that, talking to these coaches that's been in the NBA, these coaches that have been coaching for a long time, you know, in the college scene. It was exciting for me. Um, but that recruiting process, it was, you know, it was, like I said, it was exciting for me to going through that process, knowing that these these schools wanting to offer my son a free education and in turn he can do something he loves to do absolutely like it's a it's 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 a beautiful thing and i i think you know one of the biggest advantages we have at providence college of course is ed cooley and and, and his connection to the city like i'm a local i'm from providence my whole family's from providence like i love that he's from south providence i love that he tells his story i love that he was the under the underdog and and he stayed at home like what made you know that Ed Cooley was the guy? We drove around probably. He said, that's why I grew up there. This is where you're going. Because right then I knew he, he, he just understood, you know, family dynamic. He understood, um, you know, coming from nothing into something. And I wanted someone that can actually talk to Nate, you know, and out of when I'm not there, like as a father, you know, father figure that's been there. Not, you know, it's you. I got this connection to Cooley once I started talking to him. You know, he and and he let the curse words fly. I'm like, I was like, yes, he's not biting his tongue. He told me straight up, listen, he's gonna have to work hard. You know, and I would just I, everything that he was saying. You know, I would I was listening to him like, yeah, this guy's this is a genuine guy. Um, he shoots from the hip, you know, he, he doesn't cut any corners and just the whole feel, you know, that this is a local guy. He grew up here for you to grow up in a place and still come, want to come back and coach in that same place. It must be something there that you like. So, you know, if you like it, I think I like it. And then Nate loved him, you know, cause him and coach battle was recruiting him for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Nate would say like, I mean, coach cool. He's cool. He, and he kept in contact with the most. He kept in contact with us the most. You know, I talked to him at least once a week. He talked to Nate. He would come to, he's one of the only coaches that was recruiting that I would see pretty much um, at a lot of Nate's games. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them. So, you know, that was, and it was kind of like easy, really. He, he He's the real deal, man. He, he makes yeah. me so proud to be where I'm from, you know, where I'm from and, you know, he, I just love how he, he is like a father figure to the guys and like, he genuinely cares. And yeah. What did you think of Providence, Rhode Island when you got there? Like, had you ever been there before? Never been to Providence at all. Um, you know, I will see like, like I look at different movies and you know, they're, you know, future Rhode Island, you know, um, yeah. there's something about Mary, you know, I saw Adam, um, uh, he had on the Providence Rhode Island, Providence college t-shirt, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, so you see all that, but when I get, when I got to certain parts of the problem, I was like, wow, I didn't expect it to look like this. But then, you know, you go a couple more blocks and it's like, wow, you know, it's got the city life, got the big buildings, because I live in New Jersey now. So, you know, yeah. right, right down by the dump, you know, saw the buildings and all this good stuff. And then once I saw that the 
then I can catch a train from um, Penn Station right to the dunk or a bus right to the dunk. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is good right here. This is good. Absolutely. No, it's, it's great convenience to New York. I do it a good amount myself. Um, let's get right into the college career. Let's get into, like to, to freshman year. Like Nate, Nate made an impact like as a freshman right away. He had 20 points against number 23 Creighton. He had 14 against number three Xavier. Like there were flashes of brilliance like early on. What'd you think of the freshman year season? Um, I really enjoyed the freshman year. Obviously, he was um, made the all freshman team. I, I really, I really enjoyed the freshman year. Um, I think he got the right amount of time he needed to, you know, as a freshman. Um, he wasn't like this, these one and done freshmen that comes in, you know, Nate was coming in role, you know, people really didn't, could, didn't know how to plan for him, but he was just, a, he's just good. Uh, he was a big kid, you know, with just raw talent, you know, um, and it worked out for him because if you, you know, you looked around his freshman year, like who he played against, um, you know, he got a lot of respect from a lot of the bigs. You know, like listen, you're gonna like uh, I forget the guy. What's um, what's the guy name from Seton Hall? Um, his senior oh, year. Uh, Angel Delgado. Yeah, you know Angel Delgado. You know, after one game, he's like, "Hey, you're gonna be special in this league. You know, you're gonna be very special in this league. I can tell. You know, he playing against guys like Jesse Govain. You know, playing against them. So he played against some tough competition. Um, um, Cancer from Xavier playing against him, especially like in the Big East finals, like. You know, when he had that great game that um, against Xavier. So um, he learned a lot, you know, and it, it was exciting because I saw um, I saw him growing, you know, and I say, oh, he can do this his freshman year. He's going to take off his sophomore year. So, you know, I felt good about that. And he, and he did take off so, sophomore year. You know, he had 21 against number 15 Marquette, 18 against number 13 Villanova, just continuing to improve as like one of the best post presence in the big east like you definitely yeah. saw it like the numbers went up the minutes went up you know what did you really see in that sophomore growth in sophomore i saw a lot of i saw more patience you know more attention to detail um and a better understanding of cooley's offense you know i think the first year he was just he was scoring because he was just scoring he, he just got he was just talented enough to do it but his sophomore year he had a better understanding of that offense, you know, where he need to be at certain times, you know, and be in the right place at the right time. So that's what I think I saw that sophomore leap, um, just a better understanding. So then junior year, unfortunately, we had a little bit of an injury. We had, mm -hmm. you know, Khalif had been playing well at that time. You know, it just seemed like that season wasn't coming together like sophomore year did. You know, mm -hmm. what did you, what did you think of that time period when things were maybe not at the same, at the same point as it was sophomore year? The junior, when I looked at the junior, his junior year, I knew it was, he was tentative. He was very, he was still playing light on that leg, on that knee. You know, he, you know, didn't want to, you know, didn't want to re-injure it again because he said when he hurt that knee, his junior, when he hurt that knee his junior year, you know, he said he felt like he, he didn't have a leg when he was walking and it was scary. So, you know, to you know, put pressure on it. He was, he was spraying kind of gingerly when he was playing and stuff like that. So that played a lot with his mind, you know, and then it's like, man, I'm, I'm not doing this well. You know, you're talking, like, you're still talking about 18, 19 year olds, you know, facing oh, yeah. versus man, I, I, I'm not doing this, but I need to get out there. I need to play. I need, you know, I don't want to lose my position, you know, such and such, but 
you know, I had to keep reminding them, listen, you have to play you. You have to do what you do. Um, the knee is going to get stronger. The knee is going to get better. Um, and you have to you have to just do what you do. And that's it. And everything will work out. Yeah, I think all Friar fans like fell in love with Nate from freshman year. We're like, wow, yeah. this is big man, like post score. We've always wanted, like we're historically, yeah. you know, we're typically a guard focused team. And it was like, we had finally found that, that center who we were looking for, for a long time. So in, in terms of senior year, I mean, coming out party, we're talking domination, like one of the best one, two punches in America with David Duke, like, you know, just, 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 and, and you could see the development, too, of the outside shot, like yes. the comfortability, passing out of the post. Like last year was a great statistical season for Nate. Yes. And, and, and it, was, it just was unfortunate for that team that it didn't come together as well as we would have liked win-wise. You know, what, yes. what did you think of senior year overall? Senior year overall, I, you know, I think I just think the team wasn't cohesive enough that year you know we had the new guys you know i just don't think they they would they just it, it didn't gel as well i think you know because of the covid situation you know you know not playing in front of fans i mean a lot of i know that everyone went through that but a lot of that i think they just didn't get the proper you know they just didn't have the proper motivation as a unit together you know, you got sometimes that teams just can't play together. And I just don't think, I just think it, their, all, their game styles didn't mesh that senior year. That's why it was always Nate and David, you know, I mean, scoring sometimes 45, 50, 60% of the points, you know, um, not saying anything was wrong with the other guys. I think they just couldn't play well. And you can see, you know, Coach Cooler was trying, you know, let's try this combination. Let's try this combination. Let's try this combination. And it just wasn't working. It just wasn't working at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, historically, we've had different balances, like with Chris Dunn and Ben Bentle. There was a year in which, you know, they were surrounded by younger players in which they scored most of the points. Like right. in college basketball, it's it's an ever-rotating door of, you know, younger guys and older guys. And, and sometimes the mesh doesn't work. Um, right. But but in terms of this year, like I, I want to talk about, I want to highlight Nate. It was like when Nate made the decision to come back, like when he, yeah. when he came out with his, you know, his core principles, like I want to play in front of fans. Like I want to give like the people from Providence, you know, and the people at the dunk, like the season they've been waiting for, like, I want to come in and win. And, you know, and I want to do it, you know, and I, I want to go out the way that I, you know, I've been here my whole time. Like I want to go out the right way. Like the reaction from the fans was incredible. Like, like it was awesome. I don't think it's, I don't think it's something we've seen for a long time like how excited were you with that announcement when i when he i asked him i asked him i said so what do you want to do he said this is exactly what he told me he said that go watch when we played villanova in the big east tournament watch that whole game and when they lost in overtime in the big east tournament to villanova because you know that we was right there i mean that was our oh yeah that, that yeah. was that was our game we came from 17 down he said I still have that taste in my mouth and I'm not, and I, and it hasn't been fulfilled. And Nate gets his energy from fans. And he said, he gets, I mean, that's his energy. He gets his energy from fans. He gets his energy from people that doubt him. And he said, I have to get that feeling again. I don't want my last year in college to be playing in empty gyms, just seeing you and your fiance watching me at the Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden when it was probably a handful of people in there he said Crazy. 
I want to give Providence big Nate Watson. Providence had little Nate Watson. He said he wanted to give him big Nate Watson. He wanted to be, he said, hey, I want my name in the rafters. That's what, that's what he said. I, you know, and I said, if that's what you want, I'm here with you. Let's go. Let's do it. And, and again, it was an amazing announcement. And obviously, like, look at it now with the success that this team has had. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I did a pod. I did a podcast series on the 2004 Friars. And they were also ranked that they, they were ranked and they went through a similar magical season, di different games and different guys, but like yeah. similar sort of magic to the season. Like, what have you thought about this season? Like, and how these guys have just come together. You called it. I mean, you said that this team was going to be special. Like, how did you know? I, me and my son, we talk every, every single day, every single day we talk every single day we FaceTime. And um, I asked him, I said, um, how do you feel about this season? He said, and I put it, I even put it on Twitter. He said, this is the most connected team I've been here since my freshman year. He said, everyone gets along. Everyone has each other back. He said, Coach Cooley's even different. He's coaching with fun and excitement. He says, um, this is one of the, this is the best group of guys I've been around. He said, because we all got each other's back. We all got each other's back. And when I, and I asked him, I said, after they beat Seton Hall, you know, I said, Nate, are y'all that good? He said, Dad, <laughs> we're good. He said, we're, he said, we're good. I said, all y'all, I said, is it just, I said, are we just, is it a fluke? He said, no, Dad, we're good. He, he said, from practice, he said, everybody's dialed in in practice. Everybody's what they need to be in practice. Everybody is just excited about playing the next game. There's no one, there's no one, like, I'm going to be the best. And this, it's like, Next man step up, you know, we're gonna jump on your back. And if you could, if you, you know, you follow them a lot on Instagram. I look at the players on Instagram, they post each other on their pages. And I didn't see right. that. I didn't see that the previous four years. You yep. know, if a guy have a good game, you got the players posting that person on their page, showing them love. Yep. And it's it's a lot. I mean, it's good. It, it's good. Yeah, you could tell, like, like in the game against Seton Hall, you know, Justin Manaya, he didn't really score that much, but like, you could see the guys were shouting him out. Like, you know, like you shut him down on D like, you know, it's yep. like surrounded, surrounded by killers. Like I, I love seeing stuff like that. Like that's yes. the stuff like as a fan, like that's the stuff that gets me pumped up. Yes. Um, so, so what do you think the ceiling for this Friar team is? I'm not looking for an exact predi for prediction here, but like, where do you think this team could go? I'll tell you this. We win seven more games. We're going to the tournament. So, so we, we get seven more yeah. games in, and we're going to win yeah. seven more games. But I can tell yeah. you this, and watching this team play, and, you know, I go back and look at different games, and I tell Nate, I look at games, and I say, hey, you should have, you know, this that's what I saw on this game. This is what I saw this game. But looking at the other teams and looking at the Friars, um, I, won't, I don't expect nothing less you know, from, from the way they've been playing, I don't expect nothing less than going than the second round. S second round of the um, tournament, nothing less. I, I I know we're going to win the Big East title. You heard it from me right now. We're going to win the Big East title. We're going to win it. And, and I don't think it's a, and I really don't think, I mean, we might get a couple of losses in there, but I don't think it's a team close to us. I, I, I don't think so. You know, from, from top to bottom, to match up with the Friars, it, it's going to be hard. And especially if you can't make a three-point against the Friars, you're going to lose because you're not going to beat us in a two-point game. 
no one's going to beat us in a two-point game, first of all. So, I mean, this is this it's no ceiling, you know, because as long as, you know, they keep the same energy, who knows? You know, who knows? Because I, I, they special. They are special. Yeah, and you could tell this team is bought in defensively. Like, they give it all they can on defense every night. It's very cool to see us, you know, ranked in the position we are ahead of the other Big East teams. Like, you know, we're the underdog at the end of the day. And, like, it it, it feels good to be in this position. And, um, you know, we're very excited at the prospects of this season and what it's in. It's been amazing so far, having the most quad one wins in America so far. I mean, like – like the, the, this, this team is special. So <laughs> they, they are special. And look at Wisconsin beating Purdue the other night, um, last night or the night before last. It's like, okay, we handled Wisconsin. We kind of handled Purdue in that scrimmage a little bit. And we played against them in that scrimmage. So it was a pretty good game. And the teams that, the teams that we, we beat, um, there's some pretty good teams, you know, and to be, have the most quad one wins in America. To keep reminding people, this Providence Fire teams are the most quad one wins in America. Um, it's to say something, uh, say something about the culture and say something about the team we have now. 100%. So let's take it away from basketball for a second to like who Nate is as a person. Like, it seems like he's just like, like you said, he's a little shy, but it seems like he has such a big heart, great personality. And like, yeah. he's become like a social media TikTok star. It's like, it's like, yeah. you know, you know, t- tell us about Nate and, you know, his personal life, just like outside of basketball. Outside of basketball. you What you guys see is this 6'10", 6'11", 255-pound beast on the court. Outside of basketball. What Nate wants to do when Nate gets home, he wants to play with his little cousins, run around the house shooting water guns. He wants to, Nate's a family, he, he wants to be around his family. Nate, he, he's, you know, he's very family oriented, you know, he can't wait to get around his cousins and, and play board, you know, play like um, video games. He's a big video game player. You know, the, I know he's a TikTok superstar. So he say himself outside of that camera, Nate shy, you know, he, he, <laughs> he's walking, you know, he's a shy person. People really don't know that. Um, but Nate wants to please. He he wants to please everyone, you know that, and that's that's his thing. He doesn't want to have anybody upset with him, you know. He wants to make everyone happy, you know. Nate will take a hundred thousand pictures, you know. He'll sign a hundred thousand autographs, as you know. He'll walk down the mall if he's asked to take a picture. Sure, let's go. He, you know, he's not going to be like, oh, I don't have any time. He'll make time. Sometimes it takes us twenty minutes to go from the dunk. To the parking lot, you know, because he's going to take the pictures, you know, he's going to sign the autographs, and that's his personality. He's a fun, goofy, you know, and you know he likes he likes to play practical jokes, you know, and that's who he is. You know, he's just always been like that, and he loves to eat. <laughs> that's his, that's who he is. He loves to eat. Make makes sense on the eating front. Obviously, he's turned into <laughs> quite the quite the beast. But yeah, I mean, I mean. Like, what a relationship between the Watson family and the city of Providence and, and Providence College basketball. Like, if you could go back in time, would you do it again? Like, how awesome of an experience has this been for you guys? I wish I can. I'm going to tell you this. I wish I can do it five more years in Providence because I'm telling you, when the basketball season is over, um, and I was talking to my fiance about it, I'm like, I'm, like, depressed if I can't watch basketball. I literally, because I record all the games, 
So when the season's over, I'm watching all the games again, all the games again, because, you know, and going to the dunk and just the plan and the fans on Twitter, you know, you got some fans that's, you know, are more a little edgy than others, but the back and forth on Twitter, just, just having fun. And it's all in fun. Just, you know, just the passion that the Friar fans have for their team. It's, you know, it's, it's top notch. It's top notch. Even though I'm walking, when I walk in the gym and somebody call me from the back, you know, want to take a picture with me. And I'm like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not one one. They're like, no, you, you're, you're more famous than your son. Let's take a picture. You know, getting the pictures with the fans and, you know, it, I mean, it's, and they're everywhere. Friar fans are, are, ev- are everywhere. And I, that's why I try to be for Nate. I try to be everywhere with him, you know, because people say, you know, I'm following Nate and the Friars. The Friars are in Chicago, I'm there. The Friars was in Peru. I mean, well, Coley and, and Duke and Diallo and Nate and Reeves was in Peru. I was there. I'm everywhere, you know, I'm everywhere. But it's the, the fans, you know, when some Coach Cooley told me when, um, when we went there, he said, we got a crazy fan base. Um, they're passionate. They're passionate. I just want you to know. He said, they'll give it to you, but they'll love you too. And I said, hey, I'm ready. And they showed me nothing but love and, yeah. uh, and my family love. Like That's nothing great. but I love it. That's awesome. I mean, you know, just the bonus off that, like, you know, how proud are you of Nate? Like he, he's had such an amazing, like, you know, now he's going into his fifth year. Like it's one mm-hmm. of the best big men in America, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar watched like, a double double threat any given night, like literally, literally, like a team's whole focus. You know, their whole yeah. game plan is to stop Nate. How proud are you or your son? Proud, you know, just to even, just to even say, wow, that's that's my that's my son carrying my name. Like, just what he accomplishes, you know. And sometimes it's still surreal. Like, yeah, you're you're actually doing this. Like, I mean, you're on TV. And sometimes people don't really think about these young kids. They're, they're, I mean, they're still young guys. They're Absolutely. playing on national TV in front of millions of people. Now people can bet money on them and everything. But these, but I'm, I'm proud of him in the essence that he's able to still stay humble. And that's one thing about him. You will never see Nate bragging how good he is. On those. He, he plays his TikTok thing, whatever, but you will never see him you know, brag how good he is or nothing like that. He's very, he's always been a humble person. And, and he's, I never got a phone call in the middle of the night saying this, this, and this. And that's one thing I'm mostly proud of that he made it easy raising a child. I mean, he made it easy. The worst, the, the, the worst thing I couldn't get him to eat his oatmeal, you know, but other than that and clean his room, but other than that, it, he made it easy, and I'm proud of him that he was able to, you know, um, grow every single year, you know, and know and know what he wants to do, and and that's what I'm most proud of that he's just able. He's grown to his own man, and and he's really taken everything that's been thrown at him, and he's caught it, and he just flourished with it. That's awesome. Yeah, and and, and oatmeal is not really that good anyway, so we'll we'll give that a pass. Um, <laughs> but no this is this has been awesome like i want to wrap up here with some of your favorite fryer moments like obviously like i'm sure you got some like what are some of the big moments that have stood out during nate's career for you big moments that stood out during his career as far as when he was playing on the court yeah 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 what are some of your favorite fryer fryer memories so far what what 
Okay. One one of the five one of my favorite moments when he hit the shot at the pole, the free throw line, you know, um when we won the game with that one. The yep. nothing, nothing, I think my number one is Madison Square Garden, his first year. That I mean, we was we went to three overtime, you know, and I know, you know, I'd say they don't have no more gas by Villanova, but that year that um you know, we came, we came back to be Creighton. We came from 15 down to beat Xavier. We came from 17 down and almost beat Villanova. And to to fly down to Charlotte and see my son's name, you know, um, cross the marquee in the um, in the in the arena during March Madness. The top favorite moment. Um, another one of my favorite moments, my son making the top number one play on Sports Center. This was just this year. That was a, a great moment. And just the, you know, just the, you know, the first, the, when he told me that he wanted to come back and play for Providence his senior year, his fifth year, that, I mean, you know, that was a pivotal moment. And, you know, as him growing and a man, a man's decision, you know, that was, that was just a man's decision, you know, because obviously he's 22 years old. He was 22 at the time when he said it, but. He has to make that decision. No one can force him to make the decision. And that was, I was like, he, you are a man. You've been a man, but you are a man today. And that that was one of my favorite moments. Not one of my best moments when he said that he was going back to Friartown. Um, I can, I can say many memories when he, you know, when he, um, when he, when he kills St. John almost every year. I mean, though, all those are good to me. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's, those, those was the, the good memories. And I, I, I know that was a top memory, but actually my most memorable moments that brought me to tears. Um, his freshman year, first game, Houston Baptist, Makai Ashton Lankford passed him the ball out of bounds and he had a dunk and that was on TV. He cried like a baby. And I like, wow, that's my son on TV <laughs> playing college basketball. That's, that's why we do it. This is why sports is just bigger than life. It's just, you know, there's so many parts to it. It brings people together, you know, yes. it, 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 it creates, it creates so many good things about life. And, and just to see like your son, like, you know, live out that dream. Like that's, yes. it's, it's just a beautiful thing. And we're very glad that he, that he chose to come to Providence college. And, you know, I mean, to, to end here, big, big Papa Watson, like what, what do you have to say to the Friar fans? Five fans, like I said earlier, we are in for a special season. Put your belt on, get your popcorn ready, because the Friars are taking flight. They are taking flight. Well, we can't thank you enough for joining us. You know, thank you so much for, again, having your son come to Providence College. Thank you guys for being a huge part of the community. Um, we're looking forward to We're looking forward to a great rest of the season. And, yes. uh, you know, as always, go Friars. Go Friars. Thank you, Friar Nation. We'd like to thank everyone for listening to episode 18 of the Friar Podcast. And a special thank you to our celebrity guest, Big Papa, Nate Watson Sr. As always, you can find us on social media, at the Friar Podcast on Twitter, and at the Friar Podcast on Instagram as well. We look forward to next episode, and as always, go Friars.